Welcome to the EULA PARA podcast, where we discuss topics of interest to the PARA community as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. My name is Tanita Christina Wilhelmer, and today we are having a young PARA edition of our podcast, meaning we are talking specifically about topics interesting to young adults and children. I am delighted to be joined by our guest that has been with us in our podcast before, <laughs> Caroline Kirsten, a social work student from Germany, a patient and part of the Young Power Working Group. So stick around to meet her. On today's show, we will be talking about R&Ds and living abroad or traveling. I bet she has a lot to share about this topic. So let's get started. So welcome, Caro, once again in this podcast. Wonderful you're here. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited. So for our listeners to get a better idea where you are at the moment and what you are doing, can you briefly tell us like where you are and <laughs> why and for how long? Yes, of course. So usually I live in Frankfurt in Germany and study social work there. But for now, I'm doing my Erasmus um, semester in Valencia in Spain. So I'm right now already in Spain and I'm going to be here for half a year. Um, so probably until July. Um, and I'm going to be at the university and studying social work here as well. Well, it sounds nice. I think you have better weather than we do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. They're a lot better. <laughs> um, well, was it an easy decision to go abroad for six months or was it hard? So yes and no. Um, I always knew I wanted to do um, like some time abroad. And I already did that when I was in school um, for two months, I think, and um, I loved it. Um, so I, it was like an easy decision for me that I knew I wanted to do it again and I wanted to do um, to go somewhere where I can uh, um, speak Spanish. Um, but it was also not as easy because it is a lot of organization, a lot of work, a lot of planning that goes into it. And it also means leaving your home, your friends at home, your family. Um, so you always have to, you know, kind of think of all the pros and cons and um, decide if it's worth your time um, mm -hmm. and worth the experience. But uh, for me, it definitely is. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I already so love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful to hear. But Going back to planning ahead, so what did you plan ahead? Like, for how long, actually? And uh, did your plan go as planned or did something change in between? Okay, so um, in my university, you have to uh, um, apply to do an Erasmus semester um, abroad. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that one year before you do it. So, um, mm -hmm. that's a long time ahead. <laughs> yes. And especially because they recommend you doing it in your second year of university, you basically, um, have to start applying in the first semester, like right when you start, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. you did. So, um, and have to 
um, get all your things done. You have to collect, like, um, for me, I needed to have a um, certificate for my language that I can already speak Spanish because my co uh, courses here in university are only in Spanish. Um, and, like, you have all the, the organization already that Erasmus um, needs you to do, that you need to provide for them and for the university and apply there and everything. Um, and then, of course, as a patient, you also have to organize everything around your illness, right? Like medication, uh, doctors, um, thinking about, um, am I going to take every medication I have from home? Can I get enough? Um, to take from home and for mm -hmm. that period because it's not like a vacation where you're gone for like two or three weeks maybe um, but I'm going to be here for six months so I need enough medication for six months and can I take that from home or do I have to somehow get that um, where I'm staying um, for me it turned out that the easiest decision the easiest way to go was to take it from home um, mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I got it described, um, a larger dose than I, than I usually take. So I could, um, so I mm -hmm. could take enough, uh, with me. Um, also, of course you have to, to see if the time is right, you know, if it's, uh, the right time for you to go and travel and, um, not make your usual doctor's appointments. Like for me, I, when I, When I'm okay, I still go every three months to the doctors um, mm -hmm. for a checkup, um, which obviously I can do. And um, I actually had to postpone my semester here because I had a flare-up um, last year. Um, and then we decided in the middle of the year, like two months before I was supposed to leave, that, um, that we were going to change my biologics um, and that's why I decided that I'm not gonna I wasn't gonna do the semester like it was planned originally because mm -hmm. um, I was too scared of having the change of medication while I wasn't uh, in Germany while I wasn't at my doctor's like I, I didn't know if I was gonna react well or if, it, if they had to change it again and stuff like that so I had to postpone it, which was thankfully very easy. Like it was just two emails and then okay, we were that, done. that would have been my next question because when you have to apply one year ahead, it didn't like, it didn't feel like it would be easy to, to postpone yeah. it. I was very lucky with that. It's not always that easy. Like, um, I could postpone my, my planned winter semester abroad to the summer semester. But mm -hmm. if I had to push it back even further, like to, um, like one more year, mm -hmm. I would have had to apply from the beginning again. Okay. So, okay. um, yeah, I was lucky with that, that, it, that I was supposed to go in the winter and then decided to go in the, in the summer semester or spring semester here in Spain. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that it was that easy, but it's not always that easy. Um, But yeah, you, you really have to, to pick your time and see if you're feeling well enough, stable enough um, to be somewhere else and maybe not have the same medical attention that you could have at home. 
Yeah, so uh, you did your checkups before, and I guess you will do one when you come home. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. But how do you feel at the moment? I'm feeling quite good. Like, uh, thankfully, my the change of medication, the second time I had to change two times, mm -hmm. uh, went pretty good. So I'm stable again. I'm off pain meds, which is always really great for me. So I'm looking pretty positive forward <laughs> um, that it's gonna that's gonna be be good here yeah so that sounds already very positive uh, very good to hear um, but maybe let's take a short break now to share some information about the Eula Congress 2024 this will be another extraordinary year to look forward to the Eula Congress taking place in Vienna, Austria. Join us from the 12th to the 15th June for all the latest developments in rheumatology. The Congress tickets are now available, so register today on the website and we look forward to meeting you in June. Uh, let's get back to our conversation and um, I have a question regarding medication. So you said you had to take it with you for half a year. Uh, Did you have to cool your medication while traveling? And if yes, how did you do it? Yes, I I do have to cool them. They have to stay cold um, the whole time, mm -hmm. which was um, quite challenging because also I I wasn't sure if I was gonna put it in my carry on or if I put it in in the luggage uh, itself. Uh, in the end, I decided because for me it was only a two hours flight mm -hmm. that I would be fine with putting most of that in my luggage uh, in a cooling bag with some cold freeze mm -hmm. stuff. I'm, I'm not sure how it's called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like cool package things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're all not native speakers, so I guess we will understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I had some um, some injections um, with me in a in a little carry on thing, um, just in case if my luggage would get lost, that I would have at least something to cover the time. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, because it was only a short amount of time for me to travel, um, like from house to house, I think it was around four hours, four and a half hours that I was uh, that I was traveling at all. So that's not too bad. Um, you can do that with just uh, a normal, yeah, cool pack, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still um, important that, you know, sometimes you, if you have longer journeys, um, you could ask the airline to uh, um, put it in a fridge, I think. Um, but for me, it was just not worth the effort. Um, mm -hmm. The amount of time was was that big that I was afraid that it, it wouldn't stay cool enough. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's still it's still a bit annoying because you have to uh, to have that, and I mean, it's also a lot of space that. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> for half a year that you have to give to your medications and your luggage. So, um, but I always say it's nice to have the space for souvenirs in the end. <laughs> <And to> come <laughs> back. <laughs> um, 
But, that's a yeah. good way to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what about endurance? Like, if if you would get sick or a flare up, uh, what would you do now? Yeah. So for um, I'm gonna say normal in air quotes uh, people, yeah. they recommend <laughs> uh, that it's since I'm in in Europe and I'm from Germany that my um, uh, normal German healthcare insurance card is fine. Um, but since I do have a condition, I decided to uh, um, to actually pause my insurance at home and do an extra um insurance travel insurance um that covers pretty much everything um mm -hmm. while i'm here like that covers more than than just a european health card um that i already have um so in case i need medical assistance i have the travel insurance um which in the end actually turned out to be cheaper um because I passed the uh, insurance at home um, mm -hmm. then when I would have had only my normal insurance at home. So that's fine. Oh, you can <laughs> uh, even spare money. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do, I'm like, I'm still not planning on going to the doctors here if I don't have to. Um, and even then I would probably first call my doctors at home. Like if it's regarded, in regards of the um, of my RMD, I would probably still call my doctor at home and be like, "What can I do? What uh, is the plan? Or is there something like I could ask a health professional here to do um, prescribe me?" Um, so I have to because you know at home they know me, they know my my history, and uh, it's always a bit safer than to go somewhere uh, here, but. Um, Yeah, I, I do have a travel insurance that would cover um, every doctor's appointment I would have to make. And I think even some part of physiotherapy, um, but uh, I'm not 100% sure of that. But there are travel insurance mm -hmm. who, uh, which actually do that, yeah. Yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> And... Uh... Just for our listeners, maybe there are some students who are also thinking about going abroad, um, but they're unsure because of all the issues we just talked about. Um, what would you tell them to maybe motivate them or take away some fear? Okay, so for me, like all the planning that went in is, of course, it's a lot of work and... Uh, maybe it can be scary and it's always scary to be in a new place where you don't know anyone and um, speaking a different language. Um, but for me, it's only worth it. Um, like, for example, I already love the weather here. Like, it's just, <laughs> it seems so small, but it's actually so huge for me because I'm always feeling uh, a bit worse in winter at home especially when it's cold and wet and snowy like my joints do not like that mm -hmm. and uh here i am in january and it's 20 degrees outside and sun and i i love it and it's not only better for my joints and my body but also for my um, mental health mm -hmm. so 
like that's a huge pro for me um that already made everything worth it um and also it's just it's just a really great experience to see how much you can actually do like I, I think a lot of times you feel if you have an RMD that you you can't do everything that healthy people can do and or that is like a lot harder to do and mm -hmm. I mean it does mean more planning more organization but it's not impossible and it's worth it and um, I think it's a really empowering. Um, experience to have to to see that you can actually do that and be on your own and uh take care of yourself even if you're sick even if if you have problems and that that you can also figure them out you know like a lot of times um at least that's what i was scared of in the beginning mm -hmm. that I, i would be here and stuff wouldn't turn out the way i think it would and I would uh I would be just lost and didn't know what to do um but in the end you know you can always figure out a way to make it work and that's really cool and you you meet also a lot of great people um it's great for your uh career actually because you usually learn either another language or your english gets a lot better um, and you have so many new contacts and, um, yeah, it's just, I think all in all, it's just a great experience to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds very nice. <laughs> Now I want to travel too, <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah. in winter in a warmer land. <laughs> oh, But, yeah. I, that was actually a huge thing for me. That, that's why in the beginning I wanted to go in the winter semester. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that the that the semester in Spain, uh, the summer semester in Germany, is like from around April to to July, August, something like that. And I didn't know that the summer semester in in Spain is not a summer semester, but a spring semester, and it's from January until June. So I was uh, that was why I originally wanted to go in the winter semester to like go and get away from the cold and the snow in Germany. And um, now it turned out really great for me because like the worst month for me in Germany, are usually January, February, March. Um, mm -hmm. And those are the months I'm gone now. So <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to come back in the summer where it's also warm and nice in Germany. So um, yeah, worked out great for me. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> But Do you ever have, uh, like, are you ever homesick or do you call your family much? How, how, how about, like, the mental aspect of being away alone? Yeah. I mean, of course, uh, I miss my, my family and my friends. Like, my family, not as much because I live, <laughs> well, I, I already in Germany live, like, four hours apart from my, from my family, so I don't see them a lot. Like, it happens mm -hmm. that I don't see them for half a year, even when I'm in Germany, um, like, face-to-face, -face, I mean, obviously. Um, but I do miss my friends a lot. Like, um, I just got sent a really cute video from my friends because they went out for, for a friend's birthday, and they were like, oh, we miss you, and how are you doing? And I was like, oh, 
I miss them too so much. Um, and it's especially hard in the beginning when you don't have uh, a lot of friends or connections in, in the mm -hmm. new city you're at. Um, but I would say for me in general, it, it's pretty easy uh, to make new friends. And uh, especially if you're doing Erasmus and have the university where you also meet other Erasmus students, mm -hmm. um, that's a great way to connect um, and to get new friends. Um, also, depending on your living situation, if you live in like a flat chair or in a student uh, dorm, um, yeah, mm -hmm. that is uh, always a good way to make friends. Um, so, yeah, I do miss my friends at home and, uh, and my family as well. And uh, I'm trying to stay in contact with them as much as possible. But I'm also trying to like be in the moment here and make new connections mm -hmm. and new friends. So um, <laughs> I have the feeling I could ask you a lot more and <laughs> also about Spain and whatever. <laughs> But um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Um, thank you to Caro for being our guest. Um, Thank you did you want to say anything <laughs> that's important for you to be said? Um, I think it's just important to, um, you know, trust in yourself and that you can do things that you really want to do, even if you're sick. And thanks for listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good uh, word for finishing this podcast. Thank you for being here. And also thank you, our listeners for being here with us uh, and listening to this podcast. Um, join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, uh, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes or other podcast platforms so you will be notified when new episodes are available. If you like this episode, please leave a like or comment or share it with your friends and loved ones. And until next time, Goodbye and take care.